Welcome to this latest edition of the FSB podcast, the go-to podcast for news, tips and important information for small businesses and the self-employed. In this episode, we will look at the emerging and common cyber threats facing small businesses at the moment and throughout 2023, as well as providing some practical guidance on how you can keep your small business safe from scammers and attackers. Cybercrime and cyber attacks are threats we hear about all the time and in this increasingly digital and tech-driven world are not likely to go away anytime soon. In fact, latest statistics show that more than 80% of UK businesses experienced at least one cyber attack in 2022, up by nearly 10% compared with the previous year. So what are the latest threats and how can you protect yourself against them? Uh, to tell us, I am joined by Helen Barch, Managing Director of Risk Evolves, a risk consultancy that helps businesses evade the dangers of malicious or accidental risks from cyber. Helen, hi, thanks for joining us. Hi, great to catch up. It's good to have you here. I, I mentioned uh, a stat right at the beginning there in terms of 80% of businesses facing some kind of cyber attack last year. Just how big a threat is this to small businesses in particular, Helen, and do they face specific challenges compared with their, their bigger counterparts? That's a great question. And and small businesses uh, are certainly as uh, eligible for this type of crime as, as any other type of business or, in fact, any other type of organisation. There's probably some key differences that smaller businesses have got to those larger organisations, and some of them obvious. For example, budget. Um, the majority of us as small business owners do not have the type of uh, resources available to fight cybercrime in the way that the large organisations have got. And, and that's just fact. We never will have that type of budget. Majority of small businesses don't have the skills within the organisation to understand the threats that their organisation may face on a day-to-day basis. We've seen an increase in attacks, for example, following the uh, invasion of Ukraine. Uh, and, that, and that is absolutely pertinent to all businesses, regardless of size or shape. So we need to make sure we've got the right skills. They may also be targeted because they're a particular business within a particular supply chain that may be of pertinent interest to a criminal. So there's all sorts of different reasons why we may be targeted. And our recommendation is always to look for great partners to work with in the same way as we're not expected as small businesses to all have the same skills as an accountant or a lawyer or or somebody who's got lots of professional qualifications. We shouldn't all be expected to have the same sort of qualifications and skills as a, a good managed service provider. And I'd encourage every small business to think about this in exactly the same way as they do when they think about accountancy skills and so on, is to go and look for a great provider that's got some really good credentials. They're a Microsoft partner, for example, who can help you in a cost-effective way, manage that risk to your business. Right, bringing the expertise as you as you need it. Yeah, we've all heard about sort of phishing attacks and, and, and things like that, Helen, but can, can I ask you to run us through some of the more common threats facing small businesses right now? Yeah, certainly. So, so phishing attacks, most of us are very familiar with phishing attacks. This is when you receive an email, typically an email into your in-basket that's encouraging you to do something very, very urgently to click a link. Um, I, I received one just last week, which was offering me a air fryer. Who knew that air fryers even existed uh, 12 months ago? But I was encouraged to click a link because a, a sale of air fryers was out there. But behind that, there was malicious software. So in addition to those phishing attacks, what we're also seeing now is smishing attacks. So the IT industry, ever capable of adding more and more jargon on, a smishing attack is a, a message that you may have received to your mobile phone, again with a link in it, encouraging you to do something quickly, urgently, and so on. 
Last year, towards the end of last year, we saw a huge increase in the number of smishing attacks coming through, encouraging you to uh, click on the link to go and claim the energy uh, credit, the £400 energy credit that we were all entitled to. Now, that that was there to gather information about you that the criminal could then use for other, other means and other purposes. Right. So, I mean, are you saying, Helen, that we're kind of seeing a shift in the way that fraudsters and scammers work to access our data and our information, for example, you know, their entry points changing into our businesses? Certainly. So what we're seeing is, that is the is the camera becoming even more creative, not just using phishing, not just using smishing. We're also seeing as well, perhaps where they may be getting into a dialogue with you over email, trying to trying to engage you, trying to gain your trust and your uh, your your relationship with them, so that at some point in the future you then click on a link or you then click on an email. So our message is always. Just be cautious. In the same way as you'd be cautious with anybody coming randomly to your front door, just be careful about any randomly anybody randomly emailing you or sending you links or sending you attachments. Just take five seconds and think, do I really need to click this? Do I know who this person has come from, who this email has come from? Has it come from somebody with the right email address? So check the content and structure of that email address before responding, before clicking that link, before opening that attachment. Yeah, I think one of the um, issue, one of the things we're all guilty of is thinking that you know this sort of stuff won't happen to us. Do you have an example of a an attack on a small business and just how that impacted them as a as a kind of example for for just just how these things can can impact small businesses? Yeah, certainly. So as as you're aware, we work with a number of small businesses across a, a different range and different variety of um, compliance services. Um, one of our one of our latest clients came to us about eighteen months ago, twelve eighteen months ago. They had suffered a really really quite innocuous uh, phishing attack. Um, they'd their receptionist had clicked on the link. Um, malicious software was downloaded, and actually going back to this point on having really good technical people working with you. It was the technical team that recognised that something wasn't quite right. Something wasn't quite right within the organisation. Cut a very long story short, they uh, they lost some data. The company did all the right thing. They reported it to the Information Commissioner's Office. Uh, the Information Commissioner's Office decided to take no further action. The company had done all the right things. They had the right controls in place. They responded correctly. They informed their users and so on and so forth. And very sadly, what's been happening since then is we're seeing claims coming through from those organisations for compensation for individuals that have been um, impacted by that breach for compensation. So it's a slightly different view. We often hear about the big ransomware attacks that might have attacked large organisations that have been in the news and the headlines. But this is very around, very much around the, the claims culture that we're beginning to see coming in through the, the phishing emails and data breaches. Yeah, that is a big impact, isn't it? Um, we, we, you've alluded to some of the things that small business owners can do, you know, to, to, to start protecting themselves. But what are the sort of basics? What are the absolute musts when it comes to, to cyber security for small businesses? Um, cyber essentials is something that we would recommend to every organisation. Now, cyber essentials is the UK government and National Cyber Security Centre supported initiative to, as the name suggests, ensure that all organisations follow the essentials on cybersecurity. Now, even if you don't want to go through and certify for cyber essentials, uh, and that costs around £300 to do, we recommend that you do all the absolute musts that that scheme suggests and implies. So it's the basics such as making sure that your device is always up to date with the patches. And we know, we always know that those patches want to be installed on your device at the most inopportune moment, most inconvenient moment, 
don't delay. They are there to make sure that your systems are, are safe and secure. Make sure you've got a good, strong password. The National Cybersecurity Centre recommends that you have uh, what you use three words, for example, three random words for that for that password. And I, can't, I don't know about you, John, I can't remember passwords for, <laughs> no, for Toffee. Um, and, and there's some really good stats that we use, probably about 20 passwords a day on 20 different systems. So my recommendation, my personal recommendation is get yourself a password manager. Then you've only got to remember one password. Keep that one password safe and that password manager will manage your passwords for you. Make sure that you've got an, a good antivirus on your machine. So that makes sure that um, that you that any viruses coming onto your machine are captured. Uh, make sure you use multi-factor authentication. So multi-factor authentication, there we go. There's another bit of jargon from the industry. Just something different, something in addition to using that password. We're really familiar with using them for our, for our banking accounts, where you have to perhaps use a biometric as well as putting in a code. The same is available on the majority of systems and, and is an absolute must for email. Um, there's a number of other things that you can do, but I would recommend going have a quick look at the National Cybersecurity Centre website or alternatively the IASME, that's spelled I-A-S-M-E website, who administer the, the Cyber Essential Scheme on behalf of the NCSC. Yeah, brilliant. And you're also, I know you're you're running a, an FSB boot camp on this topic later in the year. What are some of the other things that you'll be covering on that? Uh, absolutely. So I've been challenged by the FSB to deliver my top 10 tips in 10 minutes. I think that's going to be a bit of a tall order for me. So what I've done um, is I've asked a couple of our, our friends and colleagues, one from uh, Warwickshire Police, so James um, James will be joining us from Warwick. also got Vanessa joining us as well from the West Midlands Cyber Resilience Centre. So that's at the FSB boot camp, which is to be held on the 27th of March at Coombe Hotel um, on the outskirts of Coventry. I mentioned there about the West Midlands Cyber Resilience Centre. One of the other resources that every small business has access to and every small business with less than fewer than 50 employees can join for free are the Cyber Resilience Centres. So we have 10 Cyber Resilience Centres around the UK. If you Google Cyber Resilience Centre, you will find one that's, that's close to you being in the West Midlands. Strange enough, I'm, I'm associated with the West Midlands Cybersecurity Centre and they are there. Their only reason is uh, is to try and provide businesses and charities with top tips on how they can make sure that they do not become a victim of cybercrime. They're funded by the police, supported by governments, um, and uh, each each of the CRCs also has a, an FSB representative working alongside them as well. So if you do nothing else coming from this call, Google Cyber Resilience Centre, it will probably take you to the national homepage and from there you be able to identify which is the cyber resilience center and the contact details for the one closest to you that's brilliant and just one final area that i wanted to to touch on is the sort of much talked about post-pandemic issue of people working increasingly from home or remotely does that create its own risks and and how confirms you know small businesses make sure they're protecting them themselves when they have people working remotely yeah, it's exactly the same. I think one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm a small business. I have people working remotely. One of the one of the key differences is just that ability to say, hey, I've got a really unusual email. Has anybody else received it? So some of it is around the communication. Some of it is around whether or not you've got other users in the house using the, your, using the laptop. So, for example, have you got a child that's potentially looking something up on the Internet to see in support of their homework? that could potentially take you to a website that's got some viruses that, that you don't want on your laptop. So again, I would always recommend 
go back to that that first top tip get yourself a really good managed service provider to work with there are some really great guys out there and girls out there who deliver fantastic services for small businesses which are really really cost effective that's brilliant thanks helen that's uh, a really really good walk through um the current cyber issues and challenges facing small business owners and how they can tackle some of those or, or protect themselves against them um i'd also like to thank our audience for listening to this episode and to remind you that you can subscribe to the fsb podcast to receive regular updates and guidance on the big issues affecting small businesses and do please also remember that you can find a whole host of additional webinars podcasts and other content at the First Voice website at firstvoice.fsb.org.uk and on the FSB website at fsb.org.uk. Thanks very much for listening.